Welcome to The Fringe Following, a podcast that cancels mainstream media. This is our very first podcast. I am Michelle, and I am here to discuss my number one irritation, the biased media narrative. To know me, it would kind of surprise you. My background is rather vanilla. Several years ago, I stopped watching mainstream news. I did this because it seemed to always depress rather than invigorate me. And the price to be informed just seemed too high if I had to tap into mainstream media all the time. However, since I was removed from the bias of the mainstream narrative, I was able to observe observe things from my own perspective instead of what the media wanted me to think. Then the 2016 presidential election happened. It was shocking to me that even after Trump won, people could not accept or even listen to an alternative point of view. Suddenly, if you voted for Trump, you were canceled, which made no sense to me. The electorate had spoken, the people had spoken, and despite all the polls and all the votes and against all odds, nobody who voted for Hillary stopped and took a beat. Nobody said, maybe we're the minority opinion. Maybe there's something to be learned here. Maybe I better get out of my sheltered point of view and honestly seek the opinion of someone different than me. Maybe my opinion isn't so popular as I thought. No, that's not what happened. Maybe for a millisecond, some of my friends might've entertained some of those thoughts until the press concocted and propagated the Russian collusion story, which still has never been proven. And the people who were in alignment with Trump continued to be canceled. Their views were not entertained nor heard. Family and friends dropped relations with Trump voters. Trump continued to get vilified in the press. And I came to realize that if it wasn't for the biased press, the Trump presidency would be entirely different. If the press had remained objective and unbiased, there would have been no riots, no impeachment hearing, no completely ridiculous Hail Mary attempts to get rid of Trump. Now fast forward four years and the coronavirus happens. And suddenly the power of the press takes on another form. They're stronger. Suddenly they have a story big enough to incite big fear. They can bleed party lines and get people from both sides of the table to shake in their boots. And inciting fear is what the press does best. They've had four years of hitting that one note of fear over and over and over again. Even I got caught up in the fear. I washed my groceries with the best of them. I became a Clorox wipe addict. I got my toilet paper stockpiled. But then it suddenly dawned on me as I started looking around at the numbers and videos of hospitals in New York that were not actually looking like war zones, like the news said, of how Italy used fake pictures of their dead that they stole from movies, and it dawned on me that maybe this situation doesn't merit all this hype. And if that's the case, who benefits from all this fear? When I was in lockdown, I realized that my only lens into the outside world was now the news, and it was mainstream news at that. No longer could I freely drive and walk around and find out things for myself, and I couldn't even ask most of my friends across the country for their input as they were mostly non-essential workers quarantined at home. Suddenly, we were all reliant on the press for our outside world news. The press could tell us anything, and we'd almost have to believe them. And that scared me more than the coronavirus ever could. Since then, I have seen more and more biased and more and more abuse by the press. And every time I see another acceptable contradiction of insanity 
fly across my face from mainstream media, I asked myself, would any of this be so widespread if it wasn't for them? And every time I have to answer no. I am not a highly informed person. I am not a conspiracy theorist chaser. I don't have activists written all over my forehead. My Facebook page is incredibly tame, and you won't see me arguing much on there or posting anything too controversial. Most of my friends and family do not know my true views, especially since you can get death threats these days for just opposing the mainstream narrative. I am here because I am fed up. I am so fed up. And I am shocked at how incredibly intelligent people are easily overtaken by the mainstream narrative. People that I know and love, doctors even, just very intelligent people, and they don't even realize it, how suddenly it makes perfect sense to defund police and release convicted criminals from jail, and how a virus suddenly becomes political instead of rational, and how there are actual stories from mainstream news sources that say large protests don't spread coronavirus, but we need to shut down the bars and indoor dining and schools and hurt the economy for months and months. That still does. It makes no sense. And people are eating it up, hook, line, and sinker. And I am saying enough. So I have put all my resources into this podcast and I just feel a burning need to get this message out. Am I scared? I am scared as fuck. (laughs) I don't hold the mainline view. That in and of itself is enough to get a death threat. But despite my fear, I feel this message has to be put out there. It has to be heard. I am not a great researcher of current events, however, as I've said. However, my co-host Ronnie is phenomenal at gathering info. She is well-informed and stays on the heartbeat of alternative viewpoints and also mainstream viewpoints. I am very lucky to have her join me on this journey. Ronnie, how about you introduce yourself and tell us why you're so passionate about our podcast? Thank you, Michelle. Yes, um, as you had mentioned back in 2016, uh, with the WikiLeaks um, that occurred back then, I noticed there was a definite alternative viewpoint. Um, Julian Assange was very hard at work at releasing this information out to the public. And then it got leaked online all over Twitter. Um, but I started doing my investigations then, back in 2016, right around the elections, found out a lot of dirt on the Clintons, um, a lot of dirt on the left, especially. And I began to really delve deeply into it. There was a lot of things that were revealed back then that I didn't know existed. Um, I already knew before that, though, I always heard about certain alternative medical practitioners getting murdered. Uh, I had my theories that Big Pharma had their, their fingers in that, but I wasn't sure. You're always afraid to be a conspiracy theorist. And as I recently learned, conspiracy theorist, that term, was invented by the CIA. And then I really got to thinking what was going on. So fast forward to the beginning of this year, late January, I live near Las Vegas, Nevada. And I was on Twitter one day and I noticed there was this virus that 
was starting to emerge out of Wuhan, China. And I started investigating, I started looking and I was terrified because I was seeing these videos of people getting arrested, people getting sealed in their apartments, panic, bodies everywhere. And I said to myself, what is this? This doesn't look like the SARS virus. This doesn't look like the bird flu or whatever virus of the year. I said, this is different. Something's going on. And I watched daily. And then I learned about the Johns Hopkins report that they put out daily of the numbers of people that were affected, the number of people that have died. And I watched it daily. I was obsessed with it. I watched it spread out of China and surrounding countries. And then we had our first case here, I believe in early February, maybe late January uh, in the United States. And I still started to watch it. I think it's safe to say I might have been one of the few people in the very beginning that was paranoid. And I was telling my friends and my family to be prepared. I saw this coming, even though I wasn't sure what exactly was coming to our shores. I remember telling a friend of mine, I think it's going to affect the stocks. I think it's going to shut down everything. And he thought I was crazy, but it turns out I was right. Um, it wasn't until I discovered the Q posts and those of you who are not familiar with who Q is, um, that is more of a, I would say backstage approach, a back way of information getting to the people. And it's, they say it's from the military intelligence releasing information out into the public about what is really going on behind the scenes. The depths of the deep state, our government, what's really going on in the world. And I discovered them again on Twitter. I accidentally bumped into that when I saw Pizzagate was trending one day. And I said, why is Pizzagate trending again? I hadn't heard about Pizzagate since 2016. And this is when I started following that and those posts. And then I was watching President Trump getting on the daily news briefings on the coronavirus every day. And then I started putting it together because back in March was the first time he had mentioned hydroxychloroquine and the treatments that could help this virus. Prior to that, I had seen research coming out of Europe uh, in February. And I remember posting this on social media. I said, look, there's an actual treatment for this. So why is this getting so out of control? And no one really responded to me. So I continued. I continued to do my research. I continued to watch the news briefings and the press. And I was just floored at how politicized this has become. So you fast forward to today and just this past week, there was a panel of doctors that stood in Washington, D.C., and they spoke about 
the effectiveness of this hydroxychloroquine and this treatment that you can take that is supposed to be phenomenal. Yet a lot of our states have banned the use of it. Uh, I'm angry, just like you, Michelle. I think a lot of people have died unnecessarily. That is my feeling as of right now. Um, and I think we're in an information warfare. So this is why I feel passionate about this podcast as well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. I, you know, I agree with you a hundred percent. It just, yeah, I didn't think about all the people that have died unnecessarily because people don't want to adopt this treatment. And it's all because Trump uttered it out of his mouth. And it's also because it doesn't benefit anyone cost-wise that's in the upper echelons of making decisions like this. And so, yeah, you're, you're right. I, I, I never even thought about that. But aside from us being dominated and our economy can't, crashing, unnecessary people have died because of this way that the press just rules the whole narrative and what we're supposed to think. And, you know, hydro, oh, I can't even say it. I'm horrible. Hydroxychloroquine is, you know, bad for you or it's not been proven. I, I don't know if I had a dime for every time I've heard that I could retire, you know, but um, I definitely want to discuss this more in depth. Um, our first podcast today will be about COVID-19. It's not always going to be about COVID-19. There is so much going on in the world. It's there, you know, and COVID-19 won't always be around either. But for right now, um, there's been a lot. And even just these past few days, Ronnie, like you were saying, those, um, those doctors in Washington, D.C. have been canceled um, in a matter of, what, 48 hours, I think? Yes, they've uh, definitely stripped the videos off Twitter, uh, probably Facebook as well. And uh, they are you know, certainly discrediting the Nigerian doctor. Oh the African, gosh. The totally. African doctor. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I can't find it. I, I, I messaged you today. I, I couldn't yeah. find it. I've looked everywhere. I, I can find a, a, whatchamacallit, a transcript of it, but I can't find the actual video. Mm-mm. Nope. Nowhere. And that scares me. That terrifies me. Because that's freedom of speech, and you can't even find this very public occurrence of speech, and you can't find it anywhere on the internet. It's a little crazy, don't you think? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think this definitely goes back to my, um, I guess if you could call it conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. uh, from even before 2016, when I kept running into articles about, um, you know, different uh naturopaths getting murdered. And I thought that is very strange because I've always been into natural remedies. I've always been into that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of a hippie that way. And this to me makes sense because right now they're trying to develop a vaccine. Now, I don't know how much this vaccine is and I'm there, you know, there's a lot of money involved in this. There's a lot of stocks involved in the development of this vaccine, which looks like isn't even necessary. Um, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. What I think, this is just a theory. I mean, this came out of China and we know that economically China has had a huge impact in the world. 
I'm not going to really say that this was released on purpose, but you begin to wonder. Um, do we even know what the origins of it is anymore? I mean, first it was from a bat and then it was from a pangolin and then it was released from the lab on, at Wuhan. And then now I keep seeing that narrative and I'm not sure what exactly the story is. I don't either. I don't either. It, it goes all over the place. I, I, I have no clue. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm with right. you on that. So I wonder that those terrifying videos that I saw on Twitter back in late January, I wonder if that was a way to terrify the world, shut down the world. At the time this was happening, I thought to myself, you know, China is not being honest. And at first I thought they're not telling us exactly how many people have died. I thought they were keeping the numbers low. Now that it's been here, I feel that what's happened is the deep state has certainly made it to where the numbers are higher because, and the reason I say that was because I had joined some Facebook groups on, on COVID uh-huh. you know, back when this all began. And I, I started seeing reports of things like, you know, my uncle died and he died of a heart attack but they put COVID-19 on the death certificate. And I didn't just see that once. I saw that several times of different stories coming out like this. Mm-hmm. And I said, what is going on here? Yeah. This is actually about the election. I think this is not about the virus. I don't, the virus definitely exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of I'm course. not going to contest that i'm not going to contest that it isn't a nasty virus that people can die from it i will not argue with any of that but the numbers and how nothing supposedly can't cure it right now or if not cure it resolve it make you healthy so you don't die yeah i those i add a question that i really question right and you know my mother is elderly she's uh i think pushing 80 and you know she has respiratory problems so of course i'm very protective of her and i'm telling her you need to be careful you need to wear a mask you know you need to wash your hands and uh, i think she's been very diligent at that and so i understand that but for say like someone like me who's healthy i don't feel any more this uh massive paranoia every time i step outside i was there in the beginning um, and oh, that was terrifying. Too. Oh, God. And I never I was grocery shopping. <laughs> I was taking my life in my yeah. own hands. I mean, fear is so insidious and it can just take a hold of you. And suddenly everything, you know, COVID's creeping under everything. My, my mail, my, the grocery cart, my, the handle of my car. What if someone else touched it? You know, it just goes on and on and on and on. So I hear you. Right. So I think what this all leads to is mail-in voting. Um, And what broke that narrative was the riots. So as you were saying earlier, Mm -hmm. riots over the summer in in cities across the uh, United States, you could see they were out there and they were not social distancing. Uh, You saw a lot of them in masks, but, you know, there's that whole thing about whether masks even really work effectively or not. Um, I think it cuts down on it. But there was a lot of people that weren't wearing masks. 
Mm-mm. tearing down statues and, you know, graffitiing federal buildings and beating each other up. Um, and all of that was suddenly okay. You know, we were yeah. all supposed to stay home, but, you know, talking to, uh, you know, my Democratic friends, well, they, they have to be able to speak their voice and they would send me articles on how it says that here's why I did the protest and why I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm like, okay, well, that's great. Then open our bars, make our restaurants open again, make, you know, it, make the libraries open again, all of that. It just made no sense to me. If that's okay, why isn't the other okay, you know? And if masks truly do work or they truly do help, then why are you closing down, shutting down any businesses? Why shouldn't we all be operating if these masks are so goddamn important that it's by law you have to wear it in certain states? You know, um, I think it's a law in my state. And it's a, I think it's a law in yours too, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. You can't yeah. even step into a business. And uh, I recently took a trip to Arizona and it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you can't step into any business. And there were several times I would get out to the car to go into the gas station and forget the mask and walk in, mm-hmm. not even thinking, and then having the you know clerk up front yell at me, <laughs> put on your mask. So I'd have to run back out to the car. You know, knowing full well, this whole thing is ridiculous because, um, you know, you got people out there wearing cloth masks and, uh, you know, it's been studied that the size of this virus can get in through the fibers of, of the material. Um, I don't believe in the effectiveness of the masks. And like you, you know, when I'm on social media, on Facebook, I have a lot of uh, left-leaning friends. Now, I'm a libertarian. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a libertarian. So I've always joked and said, well, I hate both parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in this situation, I am, uh, you know, absolutely uh, pro-Trump um, because I really believe that. I th- I think he probably feels like we do. The, the, the virus is a real thing. We know that, but at the height of what they're pushing with this virus is so blown out of proportion. I mean, if we think back to the Obama era with the H1N1, mm-hmm. I don't recall any massive media on this, no coverage, hardly at all. It was swept under the carpet. And I, I could be wrong here, but I believe like what, 60,000 people died mm-hmm. from that flu yep. epidemic that year that or was it a pandemic i mean i believe it was well if it's judged by today's standards it was you know but i, I guess yeah. that's a moving target about what you can actually call it you know um right. h1n1 deaths what 2009 you said i believe so yes yeah so if you recall back then, um, 8 million cases total. And I don't know if that's, it, there were 12,479 deaths in the United States due to H1N1, 274,000 and change hospitalizations. So I don't know. I don't know what our current Corona numbers are because I don't trust them. I don't either anymore. Yeah. I I don't eat there anymore. And, uh, you know, since I've learned about, like I said, the birth, the death certificates and, uh, 
and then and then the false testing and and i think it was over in africa i believe one of the presidents i want to say it's the nigerian president mm-hmm. who stated that uh they sent in a sample from a i want to say it was a type of fruit and it huh. came back positive for the coronavirus huh. um yes so this the tests are faulty or the numbers are being fudged well, what i read i did do some research on that. I wish I had the article in front of me. I don't. But what I read is that so many different criteria have to be met in order for it to call coronavirus. And that's a moving target depending on what lab or what state um, is taking the test. So maybe there's 60 characteristics that have to show up when they when they run the blood or the lab. Um, you know, 60, uh, 25 of these 60 um, variables, then we call it coronavirus. If it's any less, it will be negative. And if it's any more, it'll be positive. And so, but maybe that's state one and then state two decides that it's going to be 35 and above. So it really is dependent on who's doing the test, who's doing the lab work, who makes that decision. So yeah, I could, I could see a piece of fruit getting coronavirus. <laughs> And it's so frustrating. And then they talk about the antibody tests. And I don't know if those are going to be any better. I mean, I know there was talk at one time that we're not going to be able to return and go to places unless we get, you know, return to public fully, unless we have tests or even carry around cards saying we don't have it. Or I don't know what that looks like, but I don't even trust those tests. So what's the use, you know, I, I, you know, that's ridiculous. I don't know, but, but on the same vein, I don't want to say there's no hope. We're never going to be able to figure this out, but I think that, uh, I just think the way it's handled has been very poor and there's got to be a different, better way to confirm whether you have it or not. I've heard people that have signed up for the test and left and they didn't get the test conducted and they got a letter back saying that they were positive. I'm sure you've heard those stories too. Yes. I I also heard those stories. Yeah. And it's just really, you know, and Florida what admitted that they were screwing up some of the tests. Some of the labs admitted that, that, you know, they were inflating the numbers. Um, The fact that you also the state of New York where governor Cuomo had ordered some patients to go into what was it the senior facilities okay um and and of course you know the virus got spread and now a lot of people are um you know accusing him of being a murderer um this is now currently under investigation there's a lot of investigations going on right now um and I, i i really think though you have to think to yourself why now Yes, and it it really is about the election. And if you do follow the Q posts, um, which I do all the time, you can go to qmap.pub for those of you who don't know uh, about this, um, because they are heavily censoring those on Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, any drops, any QAnon followers, people talking about these posts, uh, they're heavily censoring that information as well. So you have to ask yourself why? Well, why? it's election. Yeah, it's election year. It's election year. And what's happening is, is Trump is seriously uh, 
taking this country and world by storm. He's changing a lot from the economy to the severe corruption. And if you check the, the uh, when you go to the, the qmap.pub and you can search, you know, key items and you can put in COVID or, or coronavirus or virus, uh, you'll find, he says over and over again, is this about the virus or the election? And he'll say this over and over. I say he, actually, what I believe it is, is a, they say it's a team of people. We don't know who's making these posts. Um, right. And they say they say Q plus is Trump. So you'll have a signature of Q plus, which doesn't come up very often. And then you have just Q uh, as the sign off. But you'll find that he puts up data. They put up data. Uh, they put up things for you to think about, to look into. And I, I really do um, believe that narrative. And there's times I think to myself, you know, am I being brainwashed? Am I being duped? And I really don't think so. Because if you really start digging and you, you use your critical thinking skills and you put it all together, it actually makes sense that a, a, a pandemic, stay at home, don't leave, be scared, Let's ruin the economy. It's it's Trump's fault. You gotta mail in your ballots. Don't go to the polls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I agree. And you know, I am like I said earlier, by far not a conspiracy theorist. And I agree with you about you know I I heard the CIA you know invented that term um, to make people that you know, try to reveal truth sound crazy, you know, as long as it's veiled under that, then it sounds like it's, you know, oh, well, yeah, wink, wink, they're, they're just crazy, you know, and the, and I have felt that too, for many years, for decades, but for me, my progression was this, I mean, yes, I, I did read some WikiLeaks, I, I got into it as, as much as I could in 2016, I had a lot going on, um, with the Hillary Clinton and the emails and all of that, I was really studying, you know, as, as much as I could and could understand. Um, but, you know, I, that's when I was first probably introduced to, hey, maybe there is something to, you know, <laughs> sources other than supposedly the, the media that is, you know, supposedly supposed to be sacrosanct and check all their sources and be unbiased. And I, I'm seeing none of that. And so, you know, um, so now progressing four years later down the line, and I have to ask myself who benefits from Corona, who benefits from COVID, who benefits from the economy crashing. And, um, you know, when you start traveling down those, those thoughts, you realize that you have to go to other sources. You have to go to places like QAnon and, and other places to start getting your information because you're not going to get it anywhere else. Like this video we were just discussing, it's completely taken off the internet, very hard to find. I'll probably find it at some point. I'm sure somebody out there re-recorded and will keep posting it and I'll be able to see it at some point. And all it is are doctors, real doctors, disagreeing, you know, with, with the, uh, panic that we have had saying that in their practices, they are not seeing this panic warranted because hydrocar, I can still never say it, hydroxychloroquine works and along with a couple of other drugs that they mentioned. And, you know, I, 
why you when you start going down the why you have to start looking at other sources and it may make you sound like a conspiracy theorist to other people but unfortunately that's what we've got we've got to look at other sources and when these sources keep hitting these same themes and they're right like QAnon they can predict things and they're right they become more valuable to me than mainstream media I don't know about you, Ronnie. I'm sure you feel. Oh like yeah, that. absolutely. Yes. I mean, uh, if you watch CNN or MSNBC, which uh, you know the Q posts are always referring them as MSDNC. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you think about the mainstream media, six corporations own all of the media. Mm-hmm. So now, who those? Corporations are, I'm not sure I need to do my research on that. I want to say like, you know, you've got Time Warner and those kinds of things. That will have to be for another time. But I'm sure if you go down that rabbit hole and you see who owns those corporations and what they're up to, you know, then you can start putting the the pieces together. Um, I believe there are some good, you know, uh, more conservative based news sources out there. They're all online. Mostly Fox news is a mishmash. I, I trust Tucker Carlson. Uh, and that's about it. I mean, that's, that's about it. <laughs> Hannity's okay. But, uh, I think you have to go online. You have to go online and, you know, there's true pundit, there's Breitbart, you know, there's mm-hmm. those sources uh, like that. I believe the daily caller, um, but even Breitbart but they, took that video down. You know, right. they took that video down of the doctors. They were the ones that initially broke that video this week of the frontline doctors coming out against, um, you know, the Corona scare. And they took it down. They still have a, a transcript up, but, you know, so even they get influenced at some point, you know, and that's scary to me, you know? Well, it's, it's, I'm sure someday we're going to hear the story, the true story about what is happening behind the scenes and all of these media outlets like the New York times oh, um, yeah, and, and, and sources like that. I, I want to imagine there's a lot of tension going on behind the scenes that we we're not even aware of yet. We're not privy to yet. Uh, they're still trying to keep up that narrative. They're still trying to um, kind of put their tentacles out and capture as many people as they can to believe the narrative they put out there. And I think the worst one is the Washington post. And I follow the Washington post on Twitter on purpose. Um, Mm -hmm. because it's just ridiculous. The headlines that they, they have on a daily basis. And, you know, you have to definitely be suspicious when everything that's put out that Trump says is twisted. Mm -hmm. and, And it definitely has a left leaning narrative right and you know i'll i'll talk about the elephant in the room he isn't the most eloquent speaker in the world and he can be crass and i think that it makes it easier for the press to pick him apart but i think if he was as eloquent as some of our you know past presidents that were eloquent that they loved they would still be treating him the same way. You know what I mean? I, I think they would still pick apart everything he did, even if he was, you know, so, you know, so. Well, they say that JFK was the last person or the last president to really try to take down the deep state, to take down the, the CIA. Really? really? Yes. 
Okay. And uh, he was an eloquent speaker, but we all know what happened to him. Yeah. And of course, there's a whole other rabbit hole there that you. Uh, well, you I've just wondered down. how this man hasn't been assassinated. I, you know, I just wonder. Well, I, you know, I hear he's surrounded by generals daily, and I have heard that the assassination attempts on him are numerous. Um, somebody recently told me Iran has a bounty on his head in the millions, millions of dollars. And as I've read, Iran is a, um, of course, you know, I, I get a lot of my sources from, uh, you know, the Q posts, but I also do other research too. But from what I understand is Iran is a safe haven for the deep state as well as North Korea. I haven't really touched much into that. I've touched up on it. I've read about it. Um, so to me that I thought, and I heard that and I said, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that some listeners are going to be listening to me saying this girl is out of her mind, but I think if you really start doing the research, if you have the time to, uh, go over the Q drops to look at past articles or, uh, you just got to put it all together. It's a giant puzzle, but it tells a big story and we've gone off the topic, but really to me, it's all related. It's all related. It all circles back to the same thing. Doing the research is hard because first of all, the sources aren't that apparent, you know, basically if it comes from a mainstream media source, I just kind of, I'll, I'll, you know, overlook it really quickly, but I'll just throw it out because it's, it's not telling me the truth. Right. You know, and then also you hear just some really strange stories too, you know, like the Bill Gates vaccine that has a chip in it. And it's, you know, it's the, if you're a, a, you know, a religious uh, Christian and I, I never bash, you know, Christians, I don't identify with that religion personally, but I grew up Christian. And I, so I've heard all of the, you know, the revelations and all that stuff. Um, you know, people are saying, well, that's the mark of the beast. And I don't go down that road either. So to me, somewhere in the middle of all of this is the truth. And um, I, I don't really, <laughs> I mean, I do believe Bill Gates is a huge part of what's going on, but I don't think it really has to do with, you know, Antichrist or, you know, mark of the beast or anything like that like some people go really go down that and when we go into future episodes about you know the celebrities we can get more into the kind of the crazier stories that i i'm hearing um so and and unfortunately those kinds of of things that i see on social media i feel like it does a great disservice to the movement you know i mean you can believe that if you want to uh but i don't think you know we need it we need to stay focused and not go too crazy yeah yeah it i i agree i mean i i i am more the one that was kind of like yeah the mark of the beast that's interesting um because there was that patent that had 666 in it that microsoft does have that has to do with tracking in the body and so you know but i guess for me and you know, we can agree to disagree. It doesn't, 
it doesn't drive me. It doesn't motivate me. It interests me like, well, that's curious. I read that in the Bible and this is happening, you know, but for me, it doesn't like, ew, conspiracy theory. I got to get away from that now. It, it, it didn't like turn me off from it. But then again, I'm not like running around saying Bill Gates is the antichrist either. You know, it was just more of a curiosity for me, if that makes sense, you know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, and I'm not doing this to propagate a religious narrative either, even though I do have my no. own beliefs. With that said, you know, I just, it is very interesting times. And I do have to wonder where this is all going to end up and what it what it all means and i know you well, the, the you know. running joke i keep hearing is uh november 4th we'll never hear about coronavirus again <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the election it's gonna be over and i kind of almost believe that i think there's going to be uh you know some leftovers of it obviously for a few months but i really do believe once this fight stops with the hydroxychloroquine debate um, I think that once that's released and everybody can get access to those, those drugs that can help, mm-hmm. it's going to be, to me, I could be wrong, but I think it's going to be over. If people go into the doctor soon enough and they get diagnosed soon enough and they, and they get those, um, you know, drugs, I think it's going to help immensely. Yeah. I I guess I'm a little bit more skeptical because I I just think that it depends on who wins. I I think if Biden wins, then yeah, maybe it'll go away. But I think if Trump wins, they're still going to use it. They're going to use every tool in their cap to make it a total hell for everyone in America. (laughs) And that's a convenient tool. They're already talking and they're already putting that idea out to the public that, well, um, you know, did they say something about Trump stealing the election? And and really, the Democrats are the ones that are always the ones that are guilty of that, that they, they you know, they have a fraudulent voting system <laughs> down. Um, but they're already putting out that idea that Trump you know, it will he step down if it's found out that he stole the election. So already putting that idea into people's minds so early on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if, you, if you're a critical thinker, you know, and believe me, I'm critical of the right too, because we have rhinos that are very, you know, very interconnected with the deep state. They're very interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just me bashing the left all the time, but uh I do believe that, um, you know, it's going to, I I do believe there's going to be some backlash after the election's over and they're still going to fight it and say, no, he didn't win. He didn't win. He didn't win. You know? Oh yeah. That's going to go on forever. Mm -hmm. I just, and then there'll be riots there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm prepared for that. I'm prepared for that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just going to be a bloody mess. And, but honestly, I, I don't know. I, I just see so many people getting disgusted with the left because, okay. Yeah. There are, you know, both sides have their own, you know, 
their own claims to misery, their own claims to, you know, wreaking havoc on the American people. However, you know, this has just been absolutely insane. And to me, it's just, it doesn't even make any sense. And for people to, to swallow what they're trying to throw at us all the time, it just, you know, someone I know posting, yeah, defund the police and let all the criminals out of jail. Someone perfectly logical and intelligent that I know getting behind that movement. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? How did <laughs> you even think of that? <laughs> but masks, if masks work, why didn't they just give the prisoners masks and keep them in prison? Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Why did they release them? But I mean, they're talking releasing prisoners in general, not just over COVID, but just get rid of, you know, get rid of the police, get social workers and let all those poor, horrible people in, in jail, just let them out, you know, those poor, poor people. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? This is insane. I mean, how can anyone yeah. logically think that's okay? I mean, how can anyone yeah. think that you don't need your police? It's just... <laughs> We're all going to kumbaya and never do anything, you know? Do these people keep their doors unlocked at night? Is that, you know, are they just so confident in everything they don't worry about? Don't lock their cars, don't lock up their bikes. You know what I mean? It's just like, really? You know, and if you do do all those things, then why do you think defunding the police is okay? Who's going to protect you? You're sure not, because I know you don't probably have a gun. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Right. You know, there is no well, one anymore. I'm a gun owner. Um, but just uh, last month, um, I was in my uh, you know, room and uh, I heard nine gun gunshots just right behind me in the next yard over. And I called the police. Now, when this happened before about, oh, I'd say five years ago or so, I heard some gunshots at two o'clock in the morning, which sounded very close by. I called the police. They came. No problem. Mm -hmm. um, this time, no they asked me, did you see the the gun, you know, the person with the gun? I said, no, I just heard it. We have tall fences around here. You can't see beyond your fence unless you're on a ladder. Um, but my point is nobody came. Nobody came. Wow. And it, it was literally, that night was a long night. <laughs> so. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. So that I got a taste of what that's like because they didn't want to come out. Well, maybe they could have been tied up because that was after the riots broke, right? They could have been tied up with a lot of other things. I am not sure that was really going on here. I mean, it was a little bit. I think what it was was just the new rule was if you don't visually see somebody shooting a gun, don't call us. We're not coming out. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, or, you know, at the 4th of July time where, you know, aerial fireworks are illegal. And I was in California and they were everywhere, everywhere. I've never seen so many aerial fireworks and they have always been illegal since I, you know, used to live there. Um, went back and just the whole sky was lit up with them. And I was just like, you know, I where's all the cops? Not only that, you got $250 if you reported your neighbor doing it. You got a, a reward if they were Oh caught. my, I and didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and you wow. were still, there were people doing it everywhere. I don't know if nobody turned anyone in or the cops, they got the calls, but they didn't respond or what. You would think that it, 
it, it was crazy. Makes you and, wonder if you know, California is going to turn red on election time. Because I almost see that as a big fuck you. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, I was in Southern California. They're close to Mexico because I'm sure that's where they got the aerials because they sure as shit aren't being, you know, sold in California. And there's no like nearby state that sells them, you know. But yeah, I I, I think it was. I, I really do. I, I in, Am I pro-aerial or not? I, I don't know. They, you know I'm, I'm not talking about that. What I was talking about is my shock of how many people were breaking the law openly and their neighbors could turn them in and get money off of it. And they still did it. And, you know, I don't think they were caught, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it does seem like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know people in California that wave that flag widely, you know, the blue flag. So I don't I don't know. You know, I mean, you, you kind of have to if you live there because it's so, so, you know, blue. I don't know. Yes. And yes, it's completely it destroyed their state. But that's beside the point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I know. So, but, you know, I mean, we don't, this podcast isn't about politics, but it, they have to be addressed at some point because when you start seeing patterns, when you start looking at everything it's it's kind of hard to ignore and also it just seems like one side of the argument is always thwarted and not told anywhere so you know we're here to tell you know both sides of the story but we're here to tell the sides that aren't being told most of all and that is you know largely the republican side you know not always but largely yeah yes they don't get fair equal voice or if they do, it's biased as fuck. And mm-hmm. just a little word here and there. They, you know, there's actually sites out there that'll break down, you know, the news and the words that they use and how much bias and, and uh, that content is. And it's fascinating. You can Google it. It's it's very interesting. Even places like NPR, I've had people say, oh, NPR is pretty straight. No, you know, I listened to NPR nonstop once when I was on vacation. Um, I didn't have a choice. It was playing in someone's house. And I wanted to vomit just listening to it. And I didn't even know if what side they were on, really, because I hadn't thought much about NPR. And then I started doing research. And yeah, they use just little twists of words. They may sound like they're not biased, but they are. They are. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely biased, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the mainstream uh, news is um, very biased. Even Fox, even, some even Fox News. Fox is raw, raw Trump all the time. And I'm like, no, I don't know. It's not. It's not. No, and it's they, not. you know, and I saw Bombshell, you know, and I don't know how true it is, but it, it talked about some of the biases there. And, you know, well, they were pro-Trump in that, but there was more to it than that. And there's people that have been pro-Trump and, you know, really breaking down some good things, things that I've found in my research and they, they brought it to light and then they got fired. And even though they were supporting probably a, you know, a Republican or Trump viewpoint, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't trust Fox either, quite honestly. And they're owned by those people, right? You said like six, Six, six uh, yeah, it's uh, six corporations who own all of the media, and uh, yeah, I'll have to def- definitely dig into that later. Yeah. I've been meaning to. Um, it just seems like there's so much going on in any given moment, and I believe this whole election 
has something for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's just, not only do we have a pandemic, but we have corruption, severe corruption. Mm -hmm. We have uh, celebrities, we have human trafficking, we have pedophilia, we have the craziest stories I've ever heard. (laughs) I mean, I literally have not watched a movie since January, Uh. I think, maybe December. Because ever since this pandemic started and and all these crazy investigations and and CEOs stepping down and mm-hmm. I haven't and all I do is watch Tom YouTube Hanks channels to Greece. Tom Hanks moving to Greece. What right hell? exactly? <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely get into those. Oh yeah, that's you know that's another podcast. Different day. I can't <laughs> I can't wait because there's such such crazy stories that surrounds. <laughs> like Tom Hanks, for example. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Very much. And I'm so. still, I'm still, and I used to love Tom Hanks, but anyway, we'll get into that in another podcast. Yes, but uh, maybe the next one. That sounds like a good one. Since <laughs> he just uh, became a citizen of, of Greece, but we'll 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 see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I could do several podcasts on Hollywood. That's where I my <laughs> interests will go a lot of times when I'm googling shit. But yeah, now yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yes, but so currently it sounds like they're really trying to push that remedy, the hydroxychloroquine, uh, that's a mouthful, remedy. Um, And I I, we'll see what happens with that. Well, who's Um, they? I mean, the frontline doctors are, but I mean, the the press is trying to push it away. Oh, they're they're censoring it like crazy. Um, Well, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, if there was anything to say, like, for this podcast, what's really under the craw in my side today is the out and out censoring of that video by Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Google and, and everyone of, of those frontline doctors having the voice and balls to speak up in Washington, D.C. That, that couldn't have been easy to do and give a press conference and come out against the mainstream narrative that, you know, we are in fear and we don't need to be because there is a cure and it's worked on everybody. And, you know, anyone that I I have talked to that's been close to these actual patients say that hydroxychloroquine is a godsend and it has, has been a game changer. And um, I'm just shocked and astounded what are we in socialist communist Russia where, you know, I thought we had freedom of speech. I thought that was one of our rights here in America. And you're going to shut it down. Like everyone shut it down. Even Breitbart who posted it, shut it down. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it just, to, to me, that's been one of the boldest things I've seen thus far. I mean, there's been several. I, okay, maybe this week or in the past 48 hours, that's the boldest thing I've seen, I guess. Because <laughs> there's yeah. been a lot of bold things. Um, I'm but, sure. I, I have a feeling we're probably going to have several more episodes about COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, I, this is not the end. Um, we're not even near the end yet because this is a big battle. It's a big fight. Um it's about the election. It's about deep mm-hmm. state. It's about big pharma. It's about money. It's That's- about control and it's about fear. Yes. Thank you. That is a perfect encapsulation. You're right. It is. And really quite almost every topic we talk about will be about 
control and fear. <laughs> and and <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> it just, you know, we probably need to wrap it up soon. We've gone almost an hour here. We could probably go three, four, five hours, which is why we're doing this podcast <laughs> because, you know, but I'm sure your ears listener will get weary at some point, but don't worry. We will be back. We will, will be discussing more. Um, hit us up for, you know, any comments. If you hate us, you love us. We don't care. Just let us know, you know, make a comment on our podcast. Just let us know someone out there is listening, you know, and, you know, we'll try to get back to you if we can. And, um, you know, thank you for listening. We really appreciate this. And I didn't mean to cut you off, Ronnie. Did you have much, anything more you wanted to add? I didn't want to cut you off. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I think I got everything out. This has been very therapeutic. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I hope it's therapeutic for some of our listeners as well. Um, yeah, so I will be uh, probably putting up a Twitter account if it doesn't get, you know, censored. It's yeah. <laughs> a big possibility. Uh, but I will, I'll be finding, you know, avenues of social media that we can, uh, you know, link to our podcast in the future. Yes, we, we definitely will. We're, we're in the beginning stages right now, so we don't have that yet. But, you know, check our website back to our website. Who knows when you're listening to this? It could be six months later, a year later. I don't know, but maybe it still interests you. So, you know, hit us up on our website and um, it's uh, the fringefollowing.com or actually fringefollowing.com. No, the in the front. But, um, and you can check us there. And if we have social media set up, click on our links and we'll be happy to engage with you. So thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate you. 